So welcome to this week's episode of Women Celebrating Women with me, Franny Kirby, and today's beautiful guest all the way from Italy is Zoe Louise. Um, really, really excited to have you on, Zoe, and looking forward to what we might discuss about. But first of all, do you want to just give yourself a little introduction so that everyone knows a little bit more about who you are and, and what you do? Absolutely, and uh, thank you so much for having me, Franny. It's so exciting to be here, um, and I love what you're doing and what you're all about, so it's, it's a real pleasure to be here today. Um, I'm Zoe Louise, and I'm a life coach. I specialise in helping women um, let go of old patterns of behaviour, release limiting beliefs, and create the life they love. Um, I'm also a relationship mentor and I help women harmonize and sync with their hormones and understand um, the power of their menstrual cycle. Um, that's kind of what I do. I uh, live in Italy, in Tuscany, and I have a small, uh, small boy called Joshua, who's three and a half. And uh, yeah, I am literally sitting in the Tuscan sun as we speak. So apologies to everyone if I've got some kind of bizarre looking shapes on me. Uh, the sun is beating down hard on my on my Tuscan window and we have these amazing steel bars that are, are very uh, picturesque, but they're forming some quite bizarre uh, shapes and, and patterns on me. So uh, apologies for that. And loving all the shapes. I think they look wonderful. <laughs> and then um, just for anyone who's watching the, the, the video rather than the audio, um, oh, sort of audio rather than video, there's, there's these lovely, huge circular shapes around um, Zoe's top right now. And, and I was joking with her earlier about how that the divine feminine was was shining through. So, <laughs> yeah. so just, just coming in right as we start. So yeah, so... I, that sounds incredible like the, the the relationship mentor and then and also working with cycles so like what what would you say where are we right now if we were going to talk about in, in terms of cycles where, where would we be um as as women how would you how would you would you say that that goes with the moon how how do you how do you define cycles maybe that might be a good first question yeah, I love that question. Thanks. So um, I really got into all of this uh, via the lunar cycles. So as women, we really are connected to the moon. Um, and most women tend to bleed with a full moon or a new moon um, or thereabouts. Um, and that really affects what it feels like to be in that phase of your cycle. So if you're new to any of this, anyone listening, it's a great way to kind of, uh, it's a gateway into that world. Um, what I've gone on to kind of understand and deepen in, in my own research and what it is I coach and help other women do is to really connect with the phases of their cycle um, and what they're often referred to is as seasons. So we as women have four different seasons in our cycle and we move through and shift through these, uh, these stages and our bodies gift us with different hormones, which create different energies. Um, we have different needs uh, in terms of our emotive needs, but also in terms of our physical needs. So how much rest we need, exercise, the different nutrients our bodies need to really live in, in their absolute best, um, best way possible in each phase. And what I help women do is to really connect with uh, those patterns um, and those changes and, and show them how safe it is to shift and change with them um, and kind of move away from feeling stuck um, and just help them really understand um, the benefits of each of those phases and each of those energies 
that we go through um, and how they can really harness the power behind all of those phases because ideally we all want to be enjoying a 28-day cycle in every single phase and it is possible um, and a lot of women haven't potentially learned that yet because I believe society um, kind of puts us in a place of expecting uh, symptoms and pain and, and all these other things and uh, we really don't have to go through that once we really connect with and understand our bodies better. Um, we can really give ourselves what it is we need to thrive in every phase of our cycle. I love that. I love when you said it because as you were saying that I was like oh gosh yeah I remember like all those kind of old paradigm beliefs that I was brought up with around um, PMS you know and and, and all the, the sort of you know you, you, oh you're getting your period and all these kind of um, these these sorts of beliefs that you 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 almost don't think about because you just mm -hmm. so many people so many people are saying it and there's a societal thing isn't it and as you were also mm -hmm. talking I was thinking about um the natural ebb and flow around our energy and like how as women we're maybe our energy flow and maybe this is something you could talk a little bit more about but when you were talking about physical exercise and what we need at different mm -hmm. um phases of our cycle that there are times in the month where I feel like I feel amazing. I can, I can, you know, like, and I think you, I've heard you, I don't know how you say this before. I could, I'm on top of the world and, and, and you're physically feeling, and, and you know, got lots of energy, you feel amazing. And then other sort of times in the month where you might be more like, like I know for me, it's like, okay, I think it's more of a yoga day or it's more of a meditation day. It's more of a kind of introspective kind of, mm -hmm. When I say lower energy, not necessarily bad thing, although in the past I might have thought that, but in a time for more kind of nurturing and and caring. So I'd love to hear more about what what you would say around that. Yeah, I love that. I love that you can feel into that for yourself. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to say low energy, right? So that's even something um, that we're just not used to admitting for ourselves. And I think society wants to have us believe we've, we've got to maintain this constant energy. And, and as women with the um, kind of ancestral uh, patterns that we've lived through, we really still do suffer from that. We've got to be the givers and the caretakers and, and all these different things. And we're still not... Um, 100 percent as a, as a collective conscious within that narrative yet where it's okay to feel like we've got low energy so I absolutely love that you that you brought that um, through and yeah in terms of exercise um, it's really important to listen to your body right because we have different energies and different stages and phases of our cycle and there is a kind of guideline and a blueprint and a pattern that comes with that based on what hormones your body is or isn't receiving in that phase of your cycle. Um, that being said, it really does depend on the individual at the end of the day. You know, there's the guidelines and, and the information um, that, that I give my, my clients um, and that exists out there if you go looking for it. Um, but as you quite, um, you know, perfectly summed up, it's really a case of listening to yourself and being really honest about that and not feeling that guilt or that shame around the fact that today I don't feel like I can do that. I actually just need to rest mm -hmm. and really giving yourself that. And it's so much for me. It's been a journey of trust because I think there's that, um, like I said before, that feeling of guilt or, or like I should be doing more mm -hmm. uh, or that it's not OK to need that rest. Um, and that I won't be able to kind of move through that, you know, fluidly and come out the other side of it. That's something that I've definitely experienced on my journey. And, and it's such an important trust with yourself to say, I need this rest. 
and I know that I can do uh, the things I want to do, the exercise that's perhaps a bit more fast paced and high energy, I will have the energy to do that another day, even deeper than that, it will come back to me because I'm giving myself this rest. And when we can really see the bigger, bigger picture, sorry, of our cycle, we can really relax into that and know that the reason I feel that way is because my hormones are like this. I'm in this phase, so my bleed phase, where I really do need to give my body that rest. And once you start to practice this um, over more than one month, you start to see the pattern. So you really do just trust your body and know that it will come. You know, that superwoman energy will come back. It's great. It's high flying, but it's just as important to give yourself the rest your body needs in order to find that, you know, high flying disc again. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you on that. And I think from what you, the way you, what you were saying, I think it's probably been a similar thing for me, a definite journey to, to um, listening to my body and um, not feeling guilty if I'm, I'm, I'm not in a high energy day. That's, that's fine. That's okay. We, we're, all, we're all allowed to feel that way rather than I, I should be feeling high energy all the time. And then we kind of get caught in a... a cycle of judgment and and criticism that then you know then we 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 kind of we're not honoring what's going on we're, we're feeling bad about ourselves and maybe might end up not interacting as well with other people because we're tired or we're not we're not honoring what we need and and we're coming from a space of Mm -hmm. doing things out of obligation rather than from a place of actually this you know this feeds me as well as you and and I know I, you've got a young child I've also got young children that that's not children you know that uh, young children always do <laughs> don't kind of um what's the right word here they will always they'll always have needs that we, we're obviously going to have to you know look after them so it's not about that but it's it's trying to find some some quiet time at some point if we can to to, to kind of come back to ourselves how, how do you think yeah. how, do you, how do you do that maybe that would be a really good question <laughs> How do we do that? Yeah, <laughs> all the mums there are like, how? Um, yeah, so I love doing it, and um, when I'm able to, and and we're, we're not all perfect. Sometimes I find that tough too. You know, I've been doing this uh, for a good number of years, and it's still there are days where it's just a bit more difficult to find that space and find that time and create that balance, especially with younger children. Um, when I do, and when I'm really able to do that for myself, and I'm, I'm coming at that from a really uh, a, a real place of alignment and strength um, and trust within myself that this is what needs to happen right now, the behavior of my son switches instantly. Yeah. And it is beautiful to watch. It's so harmonious because he knows he may try uh, to kind of intercept and, you know, look for a way into that um, and kind of push through a boundary that I've created just to see how real this is right now you know can I get mommy's attention um and yeah that's the kind of biggest piece of advice I want to give to all the the mamas listening right now is just persevere um and, and just keep focused on what it is you're doing because you know they do they do realize when it's not working and then they give you a break and actually again um I really hope all of you enjoy seeing that moment there really is for me this visceral moment of like a complete shift in my son's behavior when he's like I really understand right now that mommy's not letting me into this but I am so happy to go and get whatever it is I want to do and play alongside her so if I'm doing yoga he might go and lie down next to me and do yoga or he might just get to 
disinterested, trying to distract or, you know, get involved and just go and fetch the toy he wants to play with. But um, it really shifts the dynamic between him and I. And it's such a joy and a pleasure to, to witness that moment. First of all, to create that kind of sense of um, caring for myself. And like you spoke about, you know, really carving that time into you, into your day as a mom is so important. I mean, it's important for all of us, but I think we can all agree that when we're mums, perhaps even more so. Um, and on top of that, to witness what it is we're teaching our children to do in that moment, you know, to respect uh, the boundary, to understand it's mommy's time, and to really therefore embody that when I grow up, right? Because I'm witnessing that mommy needs to look after herself, and that's just such a fundamental thing in the new paradigm that we want to be sharing with the younger generation is that it's okay to uh, take time for yourself. You know, we don't have to be the givers and the, and the pleasers and the caretakers all the time, even if we are mums. And that was a big um, transformation for me. And I believe the generations before us, um, and I'm sure there are exceptions to this rule. I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not pointing to anyone, but the information they had available on see the, um, the technology they had available at the time meant that they didn't have access to all the information and all the uh, amazing podcasts we do to listen to, <laughs> all these juicy uh, pieces of info. And I believe it's something that we're kind of unlearned learning and therefore we're going to pass on to the generations that come after us um you know to really take time out and, and look after yourself and and that that is how we show up as our best mom as our best self as our best partner as our best businesswoman you know entrepreneur whatever it is um so yeah I think um I think our children, I mean, and I've certainly experienced this with my children, that it's as much the energy that I bring to a situation as what I say or do. And and and, and when we're able to look, take care of ourselves and, and really come back to ourselves and nurture ourselves, for me, anyway, speaking for me, that then means that I think when I am kind of there for them, I'm there in a much more present way. Um, and like you said, I think we're, we're also saying to them we're giving you permission I'm giving you permission that oh you gosh, yeah. do what's you know you get to look after yourself and 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 that mm -hmm. they don't have to please us all the time there's times where they I mean and when they're very little probably not so much but times when they get to as they get older to choose to go within and and do what mm -hmm. feels good for them um mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. that you know if, if if we can i know from my perspective i could pass on that that just feels like that would just be amazing yeah. um, it's certainly been a certainly been a, a journey for me and, and it is certainly not any um there's no kind of judgment at all about any kind of like the parenting that i had or anything like that because i think you know i think our parents my parents did the best that they could but it's just that process of going well actually we do get to choose differently we do get mm -hmm. to choose that we don't have to do things like just because other people want us to that we 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 get to choose you know to look after ourselves to nurture ourselves um yeah. and that I know I know for me it's so interesting that we're talking about this now because that's probably one of the areas where I've probably had the most skill as a mum and not wanting to talk to other mums about it's like it's okay to put ourselves first yeah, and right. you always want to kind of say it sort of really quietly it's like because mm -hmm. you feel like people are going to go oh, what the hell are you talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's, I totally agree. I feel like there's this maybe this badge of um, of kind of honor that a lot of uh, mums may have passed down again from from the generations before of this like self-sacrificing approach to to showing up as a mother. And I think what we're both touching on here is 
is that that's not necessarily the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the example you leave um, by not sacrificing your own needs is actually, as you so beautifully put it, is, is giving them permission to do the same for themselves. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Mums, look after yourselves. <laughs> and sometimes I think, you know, I know for me, some days it's it's only like even, and, and, and like you obviously, mum working, doing, doing different things. Sometimes it can be as simple as like, for me, it's just like, okay, a transition between home, home life and work life. And, and um, I know most people at the moment with the pandemic are probably working home from home more than, you know, mm-hmm. having that separation of being able to go mm-hmm. out somewhere and come back. So it, sometimes it's just even a kind of, mm-hmm. just a breath, just a, just a, or even, you know, a couple of breaths, maybe giving myself a few seconds before I move from one to the other or, okay. There's, mm-hmm. there's something happening that with my children that is like um potentially triggering or potentially like you mm-hmm. know I'm, I'm irritated so it's okay and I don't always I'm definitely not perfect on this one um coming back to my breath just for a moment okay mm-hmm. <laughs> come back to myself and it's I think that's the other thing I think about taking time for ourselves sometimes it's not even like really big things is it it's not like I, I need mm-hmm. a whole day to myself it can just be actually just a few minutes or like you were saying something like I I, I also love yoga it's one of my favorite things mm-hmm. um doing doing some yoga for for mm-hmm. and and if you have a, a small child that, that they can do it along with you um yeah 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 and I think there's that um that freedom as well of just letting them explore that with you at least um that's been my experience of this as well in terms of if you've got to do it with the kids present, go for it. Um, my understanding, at least around my son's behavior and approach to that is let him decide. Um, because I feel like when, when it's like, do this with me, um, then it, it creates resistance, you know? Yep. So just let them explore that, include them in the narratives, you know, um, and just see them kind of get curious around whatever it is you're doing. Um, I myself share, all of my cycle with my son too he's, he's three and a half but he knows when mommy's got her period you know he knows what mommy likes to eat in different um in the different phases of her cycle you know it's just small things like that um, and of course at the moment he's not really 100 percent sure what all that means but that just means that the integration uh for him is going to be so much simpler and, and i'm so proud of what kind of man he will become with that information under his belt so i just think there's so much we can include um young children in with what we do and and I think it's letting go of that feeling of I've got to be normal in, in the way I do this as well I don't know if you feel that um but you know that feels good for me that feels right that feels in alignment yeah. for me as a mom so I'm going to do it and I'm, I'm not going to feel you know judgment or um you know like I'm doing something unusual perhaps it is unusual but I love doing that and I see how excited he gets around that and uh, it makes my life easier too it just makes everything fluid and flowing um, which for me is really important. Yeah, I love that you've done that. Now I'm thinking I want to do the same with my children. I haven't done that with my children. I love that you do that. I love that you talk to him about that. I love um, that even, and, and I think that's a really interesting thing about um, uh, children and, and, and like what they're able to take on at different ages and how we can we can find ways of explaining things that means that as they get older, we can just, 
explain it a little bit more now what that really means mm -hmm. and and then it's just mm -hmm. a kind of bite-sized way of them understanding um that yeah just how, like you said helps them integrate mm -hmm. um I, yeah. I I wanted to go back and just say to you a little bit about um or ask you a little bit more about food because food can be a really interesting one about what we what we want to eat um so what what would you what, what would you say around that is that get would you talk again about what listening to your body like what does my body need what what do I feel or do you have specific kind of so it's advice? a bit of a I would say it's a bit of a combination of the two and that's again my experience of it um I struggled with uh having a healthy relationship with food uh, for a number of years in my life so this has been a really important journey for me um, and the one thing I will say is to anyone else who's been on that same journey I have with their relationship to food the risk can sometimes be going too far and pushing yourself too hard and following a regime that can be a little bit too strict mm -hmm. um, and with a number of clients I've worked with on this I've made sure to really communicate that with them um, because I'm very aware of, of uh, old behavioral patterns and old paradigm ways they have been living in and how I don't want to feel like I'm handing that to them on a silver platter in, in just a new context so it's really important not to really push it um, but I'll share a bit about um, I'd love to actually share a bit about what it is I like to do so in each phase of our cycle our body um, requires different nutrients in order to really um, give the hormones in our body their absolute uh, best kind of capacity so that we can function our best so that our brains our bodies you know everything is just harmonized um, and getting everything it needs as much as everything it needs so there's um, different foods that we can eat so I talked briefly before about the uh, seasons we go through in our cycle so we go through spring summer uh, autumn and winter and that's really the kind of basic outline of what you can do if you're looking to start uh, cycle syncing with your diet. So think spring veg, you know, fresh stuff, um, lots of crunchy veg. And then when we move into summer, we're thinking about a bit more, um, even more raw vegetables, oven cooked stuff. And then you move into autumn and we're looking more at root vegetables. So lots of potatoes, pumpkins, sweet potatoes, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then in winter, we're looking for really kind of warming, um, lots of soups and stews. Um, wild rice is a great one. So um, it's really just following um, what feels like fits in that season. And then there are specific things that you can add on top of that, uh, like different meats or proteins that you can uh, use in different phases of your cycle, which don't necessarily sound like they follow the seasons. But in terms of vegetables, really it is about following the seasons. So think, uh, think seasons in terms of your cycle. So when I say spring, uh, for everyone listening, I'm talking about the follicular phase. So spring in the follicular phase is the first uh, season of your cycle. And from that, we move to ovulation, which is the shortest uh, phase of your cycle, which is the summer phase. That's the Wonder Woman phase that Franny and I were talking about before, where we just feel like, we're on fire and we can do everything and be everything for everyone. Yeah. Um, it may be a, a kind of phase that we're over giving because we're like, I can do it. Yes, I can. I'll say yes to everything. Look at me go. <laughs> um, and after that, <laughs> we step into the luteal phase, which is the longest phase of our cycle. And that's two weeks. Um, and that's the autumnal phase. So autumn veg. Um, and then when we have our bleed, that's the winter phase. Um, so lots of winter veg, mushrooms are a great one there. 
And uh, apart from the food uh, cycles that go with that, it's also very, uh, it's a great reflection when we, when we use seasons as our um, example of these phases, it's also a great reflection of the energies that come with that. So when you think of spring, you think of that kind of new life, um, that kind of naive energy, experimenting, growing. Um, and that's the energy that uh, most of us experience in the follicular phase. So it's a great time to try new things, try new recipes, mm -hmm. experiment, um, but not push ourselves too far because we're still kind of starting out fresh, you know, newborn. And then when we step into ovulation, that's when we're kind of settling into uh, a real stability and a power and that kind of summer uh, getting it on vibe and everything feels great. Um, and then when we go into the luteal phase, that's really stable, firm, grounded energy, which is, again, why the root vegetables really match that so well. Um, and then the bleed phase is winter. So we're really going inwards and the outside lights are kind of off and, and we're really checking back in with ourselves and, and coming back home to who we really are um, and, and turning on the, the kind of inner workings um and taking some time to assess and um understand what it is that's been working what what's not been working so that we're then ready to move back into spring which would be the follicular phase so that's just a kind of brief summary as well of um what the more kind of emotional energies that come with those uh, shifts feels like for anyone uh, who's interested that sounds amazing i love when you say that and actually, when you say that, I'm like, yep, yep, can see all of that, can totally mm -hmm. feel that as part of my cycle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I, <laughs> I definitely love the summer phase. <laughs> we do. And, and in terms of um, the summer phase, it's, it's interesting. Well, from the follicular phase to the summer phase, that's really our more masculine energy at play. So because it's that outward focus that we have and we're not doing so much of the inner dialogue and, and the kind of inner work and the, the internal landscape, we're looking a bit more outside of ourselves um, and we tend to create and produce things. Um, we love collaborating with others. You know, it's, it's very much looking outside of ourselves. Um, so that's a wonderful phase and, and a lot of people really resonate with that. Uh, I myself, for example, actually really struggled with that phase in the past, uh, partly because I was having a difficult time uh, accepting my inner masculine and, and making space for that within, within who I was um, and exploring that for myself and trusting that for myself. So that's a really important part of this work I do as well. Um, and then the second half of our cycle, so from ovulation, when we start moving into the luteal phase and specifically towards our bleed phase, that's, that's the feminine um side of our cycle the, the opposite the um the really kind of flowing inward focused um yeah magnetic uh, energy that we experience so it's really a wonderful opportunity apart from the sinking and everything to really get in touch with these two different energies that we uh, that we all contain and that, that we all um need within ourselves to live a kind of balanced life um, and to really play with those and, and explore what that means for you and, and get to know that part of yourself, right? Because I think this is the other thing that's so taboo with um, having a cycle is that feeling of change, you know? We're not the same person we were, you know, two weeks ago. Of course we are, 
but we've shifted uh, drastically in terms of how we're feeling, what we need, what we're creating, what what we're looking to do, you know, um, and even more so, you know, in terms of the family structure, it's so important to be aware of that because, you know, your needs as a mum shift in that moment. And if you're not aware of that, that's when we can kind of get wrapped up in, you know, having those PMS symptoms and feeling angry because perhaps you're not putting yourself first and not creating that time for yourself that you need to create when you're stepping into your bleed phase. And that's when the snappiness starts. And I'm not blaming anyone, you know, um, I'm not saying we can't snap, but it's also an opportunity when those emotions arise to ask if you have been doing the kind of inner work, have you been listening to yourself? Have you been giving yourself what you need? Or have you been putting everyone else before you and you kind of run yourself down and, and you're not able to therefore um, step into that bleed phase with kind of um, you know enough space for you. Absolutely and when you're talking there as well I, I think about that, that masculine and feminine that now I think for me probably the feminine bit has been more of an issue for me like a like a in, in, not necessarily an, an integrated masculine but a very kind of like outward focusing mm -hmm. go out get stuff done action action mm -hmm. action um definitely um in younger part of my life and um and one of the, the joys for me has been to really get in touch with the divine feminine the the, the more allowing energy when you're saying getting to know yourself and getting to know and these days I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. I love the 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 allowing, the receiving, the the holding, the nurturing, and mm -hmm. and the and and don't and I think both are needed and, and the balance for both, but it's just it's such a lovely exploration to 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 sort of look at the okay, well what where am I in my cycle? So what, what what energies are more likely to be coming up? But what what's the balance throughout my cycle between these, mm -hmm. these energies? Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I am um, the last few weeks I had a, a probably an ebb in energy generally. So not necessarily, you know, but I think there's kind of like whole monthly cycles, and then there's also that kind of like other stuff that also comes into play. Like I had a sort of time where it was a definitely more introspective. And, and I, I love I love my the um the process that I go through with this. So I start off, I've been in this kind of high energy, whoa, whoa, high flying disc type thing. And then um suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling that anymore. And 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 I'll, I'll spend some time going, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be this, I want to be there, I want to be there. And then I'm like, oh, okay, actually I quite like it here. So then I kind of settle into it and then I start mm -hmm. to really um be in this place of receiving, allowing, um, nurturing, mm -hmm. going within. Mm -hmm. And then I start to really enjoy it. And then I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, no, no, now I don't want to move out of this. I really love being here. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And that, that's so much a part of it, I think, is um, at least for me, it was also such a, a deep practice in letting go. Um, and you touched on before that, like uh, ovulation and the summer and this kind of superwoman energy that we possess with all the amazing cocktail of hormones that's like yep. swimming around in our bodies feels great and and a lot of women really struggle with the the weeks and the crossover that follow that because we can't be like that forever and and it's such a wonderful practice in letting go um, and I think that's such a beautiful lesson in the new paradigm as well is like really allowing yourself to move into a new energy and letting go of, of the the old one um, but also accepting that, that that may feel like contrast, 
Um, but when you really allow for that and, and let yourself receive that shift, then you will acknowledge the, the beautiful energy that you're then stepping into, whether that be a lower energy or a less, you know, high vibe energy. There's so much we can learn from all of these uh, these different energies we explore. We're so lucky as women to have that. You know, guys don't have this amazing uh, hormonal clock that we do. You know, we get to step back and see a bigger picture and really play with that and have fun with that. You know, guys have a 24-hour clock, so they have something similar, but it's it's a day-to-day -day thing, and then they go to sleep, and then it's the same kind of thing the next day. And I'm sure that's great for them, but uh, I'm very grateful to have such a wonderful opportunity to play with so many different energies. And I, I just want to touch on um, the balance that you mentioned as well before. So I feel like this could be of real help to anyone listening. So when I mentioned before that for me, it was difficult um, or more difficult in the past to kind of be in the vibe of ovulation. So that kind of masculine, high flying vibe. That's because I'm a kind of highly sensitive um, and easily excitable person. So adding the kind of hormones that increased that for me was like oh my goodness I'm gonna burst and I found that difficult to kind of um focus myself and that time is really good for uh, focus and creating projects and what I just want to kind of touch on for everyone is that when we understand and we're honest uh, like you said yourself you know I kind of struggled a bit more with the with the feminine energy great that's that's the place to start from I, I I recognize that and understand that in myself and then the next stage is and what can I do to balance that so for me struggling with the ovulation and this like increased energy and the masculine um kind of push I felt to do so much that it felt like too much what I knew I needed to do from there was to create feminine energy for myself so that I felt more balanced. So that for me meant, you know, dancing, uh, going out into nature, the yoga, as well as the high flying activities because the energy is rising and it's great to do some kind of um, high intensity uh, exercise. But I really needed to carve space into that phase of my cycle to make sure I was still connecting with myself and not losing that femininity within me and likewise for anyone who's struggling with the opposite end of the cycle so the feminine energy if you feel a bit lost in the flow and it's like it's too much and it's overwhelming and emotional to to utilize the masculine energy that you you feel more comfortable with to kind of create a bit of space for that just to keep the balance um there so it's really um just creating awareness around what it is we struggle with and knowing that we can then actually give ourselves what we need to struggle less in that phase. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it comes, um, what, what, when, you, when you're talking like this, what it, what it feels like it comes to for me is, is like um, this kind of the growth and expansion that we experience around this is, is, is accepting ourselves as a whole person. So the feminine, the masculine, the the you know the joy, the sadness, the mm -hmm. um you know all the kind of the things that we see as being opposites. That actually there's mm -hmm. uh, no one better than the other. It's it's all it all comes from from source. And I think this is one of the things I find really interesting about this journey. Is the more I kind of explore, the more I kind of um you know get to know parts of myself the more I'm kind of like this is just about like just allowing accepting and 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 loving it all and then from that space the the masculine just goes whoop like and just really kind of you know inspired action just comes naturally to just mm -hmm. to just you know take that, that those steps that just mean that we're we're creating these amazing lives for ourselves 
um but it yeah that that you know as you're, you're talking about the cycle that that mm. acceptance that are when we're we are kind of di- not necessarily different people but in different energies and different and 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 more um you know different parts of ourselves are more likely to come out at different times of the month um and 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 allowing that and giving that space then means that if we just like you said we flow for it all it just it, yeah. it, it, it becomes a flow and, and then not judging ourselves when it doesn't when it when it it's like oh actually this month for, for some reason you know and and um I know I've definitely experienced this where I'll have periods where I'm like gosh I'm way heavy it's way heavier this month than it has mm-hmm. been and then just mm-hmm. being able to go okay well I'm just going to sit and allow that yeah. And, and then recognizing so usually for me it's it's because there's probably been some stress and probably some things going on in the month and it and it's that's the other thing I love about you know having a cycle is we have that time to cleanse and like mm-hmm. let go of of yeah. stuff very physically um yeah. as well as sort of mentally and emotionally yeah um, I love that yeah yeah it's um it's actually also a beautiful um way to check out how your month has gone it's literally a physical aid and 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 a kind of map to say okay what's this month been like for me like you said you know this month's bleed is heavier I've been accumulating stress and I needed to let go of even more Um, and that literally goes as far as the color of your period blood so there's so much information that that will give you in terms of what you've been uh, experiencing throughout the 28 days up until that point and I absolutely love what you touched on so yeah amazing um it's not about saying I fucked up you know I, I've got a shit period and and kind of beating yourself up about that it's about acceptance and saying right you know it hasn't been the best month I can see that I'm aware of that I accept that in myself and then just striving for better and creating space for more um self-love and and self-acceptance and self-compassion so it's it's such a beautiful gift we have as women that we can uh, use in so many ways when we understand more about it and um I think that's what drives me so much uh to share what it is I understand because this information is not readily available yet um and I think there's still a long way to go until the collective conscious is part of this narrative and the more people uh women and men you know this this message is for men too um because you know we want them to be part of this narrative and accept all of this as well because that's what's going to make this um go viral so to speak um and that's what's going to make the biggest shift for all of us you know because as an individual that's so important that you feel better that you understand that you're aware um and then to share that with those around you so that it the knowledge deepens um, in our society and, and we can really move forward from there with a new movement and an awareness around this. That sounds incredible, Zari. I love, I love that you say that. It's like for me, it's like the vibration for everyone. Like it's, it's for, you know, in the first instance for ourselves and then it's like it's for our gender, but then it's, it's for everyone, it's for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah, the more, the more we share this, you know with our partners whether that be a male partner or a female partner the more they can be a part of what's going on with you and the more they can show up for you and that's also part of what I do with my um, cycle syncing courses like helping women who feel ashamed to share these experiences these shifts these emotions 
these needs um, that they experience to share that with their partner and with their family so that they're able to, first of all, give themselves everything they need, but also allow their partners to show up for them. Because the more we keep this stuff to ourselves and pretend everything's okay and that I'm kind of at this level, you know, completely static for 28 days, which is not true, the less we're actually allowing um, the people who want to show up for us, who want to love us, who want to give us everything we need. We're not actually allowing them in to do that until we share uh, our truth around this. So it's, I love it's that so important. It's such a such a I think again when we're talking about particularly like for women that we're often the caregivers we're giving we're giving we're giving but actually um, mm -hmm. the huge value there is for ourselves and for everyone when we allow ourselves to receive when we're, we we allow others to help us we allow we we reach out and we say mm -hmm. do you know actually quite tired you like to just go and have a nap right now mm. or whatever it might be I don't really want to go out yeah. and do x y and z I'd, I'd really like to just mm. do and, and yeah. um, but but yeah that that um opening to receive is mm. I think so powerful isn't it to be able to mm. receive that support mm. and love from others um yeah beautiful. yeah yeah what what if people would like to um, work with you? How can they? How can they find you? Where Where do they need to go to find out more about what you do and what you can offer? Because it sounds incredible. Um, sounds amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this course really lights me up. I've actually just opened up four spots uh, on this course because uh, I found time and space in my new home. Um, so the course is called Freedom Flow, and it's four sessions, one to one with me, coaching where we really deep dive into what's going on with you in terms of physical symptoms, emotional symptoms and behavioral patterns. And I've created a workbook um, and a period tracker to go with that to help uh, anyone who, who works with me really understand and notice what's coming up, what's going on and, and get to the bottom of um, you know, the symptoms um, so that we can really start making shifts and changes around that. Um, and then it's four sessions with me. And uh, you can find me at www.zoelouiselifecoach.com uh, or I'm on Instagram as Zoe underscore Louise underscore life coach and the same for Facebook. So, um, yeah, please uh, do come and have a look at my website and see what you think and uh, send me a message on there if you're interested, basically. I'm, I'm super excited to deep dive into this stuff. I'm so passionate about it. So, yeah can't wait to uh, guide some more women on their journey I totally agree it sounds incredible I think it's an amazing um, opportunity for people to really get to like grips with what's going on with them in so many mm. so many different levels I think that sounds amazing mm. what I'll do I'll also um when I share the the podcast I'll I'll, I'll get your um details as well so we can make sure we get the the, the right um website address for anyone who wants to find you Thank you. It's been so lovely to talk with you about all this. Really, really, yeah. really enjoyed it. It's just such a. It's so. Um, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't talk about this enough. So I'm definitely planning on talking about it more. Um, oh, and mm -hmm. and and connecting more with like what's going on in my cycle. I think. I think mm -hmm. you know, there's mm -hmm. such a, an opportunity for us all to get to know ourselves better and working more in harmony with ourselves. I think mm -hmm. that bit. Oh, more like yeah. kind of working in harmony with what's what's going on it just 
Yeah, so much love for you and all the work that you do. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun chatting yeah. with a fellow Brit, apart from everything else. It's so nice to hear yeah. that familiar <laughs> accent. And yeah, it's been so nice. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Lots of love. And um, see everyone soon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Franny. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you.